I'm Tara Oldridge and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Smart Woman Show. I'm Tara Oldridge, your host, and you're the smart woman here on the show with Danny J. And we're teaching women how to lead their lives, cut out all the crap, just show up in your life. And it's so crazy because Danny J was actually supposed to do her interview with me last week. And I had all this like research done on her. I was going to jump on here. We were going to talk about money mindset. And then life happened, as it does, and we rescheduled for this week. And oh my goodness, it's going to be a totally different interview. And so thank you for, um, you know, not being available next week so we could actually get the real message for these smart women. So I want to just dive into who you are. Yes. I mean, like she is a, uh, we've got top podcast, uh, best-selling author. We've got, um, influencer, keynote speaker, coach, like you name it. This woman is it. And what I love about you, Danny, are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> Is like, I don't even know you and I feel like I could come to you with any problem and you would solve it. Like, what do I post on my Instagram? Um, I'm divorced and I want to kill myself. What do I do? Um, I'm fat. How do I lose weight? You know, like you're just that wholesome person. And then I go to your Instagram and you're like bawling over your divorce. And I'm like, this girl's so real. Yeah. So I want to acknowledge you. For number one, thank you for being on the show. Number two, thank you for being so real in life, like showing up as a leader and just being real. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And the real stuff has been a practice. Like I just posted that video that's been on my phone for two and a half years and I was never planning on posting it. And it's interesting how time can heal and can help. And I knew that people might see that and be able to relate. And I remember even watching it and seeing my old self and just feeling so much compassion. So feeling compassion for yourself is really, really important. So I can, I can help one person out of it, then that's what it's for. Yeah, you are a fun person. Okay, so I do want to dive into money, but then we're going to like snowball after yeah, that. I so I want to talk about money because here is what drives me nuts. Okay, it's like, we create these beautiful programs. We have, we're on these beautiful missions. And then we get all of a sudden, we're like, okay, we've got eBooks, we've got um, events. And then we're like, okay, we want people to come. We can help, we can support, but we don't want to ask anybody to pay us. And it just gets awkward and weird. And I want you to debunk somehow <laughs> these women feeling awkward and weird around asking people to pay them for their amazingness. Yeah. You know, what's so crazy is it's, it's really often the things that are the easiest for us that we feel like, um, maybe we can't ask money for, right? So if we have certain talents and skills and it kind of comes easy, we're like, well, we could just, I could do this in my sleep. And I remember when I started as a personal trainer, I was doing like meal plans for, for my friends and family and clients. And so I was doing my clients. Of course I would charge them 
but I'd have friends and family come. They're like, just make me a meal plan and help me out. And I'm like, yes, I'd love to. It'd be so, it'd be my honor to help you out. And I give them this free plan that I worked hours on. I mean, I spent so much time like doing macros and, and calories and then asking them what kind of food they like and don't like to make sure that they could follow it and they would love it. And they'd like take it and they go, okay, this is great. And then they would never do it. And I got to where I started getting busier and busier and I go, okay, well, I will do it for you, but it's going to cost you 50 bucks. And I thought that that wasn't a lot of money, but at least it felt like it was worth my time. So I charged $50 and more people would actually follow the plan. And as I got busier and busier, I started charging $250 for the same thing that I was giving away for free. And more people would actually be getting results and following it. And then I started getting more and more referrals. And that was when my business really took off. So it was really interesting. I noticed that when people didn't pay for it, they kind of just didn't value it. And the more they paid, they're like, this piece of paper cost me $250. I'm going to eat whatever she says to put in my mouth. And so it's really, really fascinating, this psychology of money and how people will actually listen more closely to your words. They will value what you say. They will follow what you do when you put a higher price on it. And it's just kind of the same with anything we get for free. You know, you go to, um, I don't know, you go to two events and maybe you get a little sample of something and you're like, okay, this is like you taste it. It's fine. But when you pay for something, you just, you savor it more. You enjoy the experience more because you know, you, you know, you put hard work into it. So you want to get the value out of it. So I think, you know, when it comes to us women who are creating products, creating events, one, you have to put the value on yourself. Know that you put a lot of work into it, that you are worth it and work on your own worthiness and there's a mindset behind that. But also to know that you are actually helping the participant or the customer or the client get more out of it because they are putting skin in the game as well. Oh my gosh, so much just came up for me in what you were just saying. It's like the value of free is zero. And yeah. zero is zero is zero is zero. It's like this series, okay? This series is free. And yeah. I mean, it kind of, because I understand what you're talking about, it kind of makes me feel a little ill inside, which yeah. is why I'm constantly encouraging the women in the emails to be clicking on the all access pass. Not so I can make $97, yeah. but so that you can actually retain the information because there is so many beautiful nuggets within these interviews. I mean, the panel, I mean, we've got Danny J on the show. I mean, you're not easy to get on a show. This is leveraging of other names to get Danny J on the show. And of course, my amazing interviewing skills, of course. But, but here's the thing, and, and, and I love what you said, you used the word psychology. And I'd love to take it one step further because I know you get this too. It's like there's a physical energy exchange that happens when money is given out. The universe goes, oh, you value that. There's more energy attached to it. Let's dive into that and let's give you what you're investing in. Yeah. So if you're investing in the Smart Woman Show or you're investing in the Happy Diet or the Smart Life Podcast or whatever it is, you know, then the universe is going, or God or source or not attached to what you believe, but you know, is going, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you more of that. Yep. 100%. I think it's so interesting. I mean, when you think about yourself and what you spend money on and what you buy, you know, if you spent a ton of money on like a really nice outfit or nice shoes, like you, 
you take better care of them. Like if you just would have bought a brand new car and you just dropped a bunch of money on it, you're not like just running over curbs and being, you like park in the far part of the parking lot. Like you're keeping that nice, not just because it's a nice vehicle, but because you just put a lot of money into it. So that money exchange, it really, it really does affect how we treat what we just purchased. So yes, it is important to give a lot of free content. It is a lot, is important as an influencer, as a content creator to give free things away, but it's also important to ask for more when you're doing more because people will, like you said, they will retain the information. If I'm spending money on this, I'm taking notes on these interviews. I'm listening. I'm watching them again and again. I'm rewinding and going through it again. And it's, it really is just all about psychology and knowing that when you are creating something for your clients or your avatar, that they are going to do the same. If you really want to change lives, you have to actually charge for what you're, you're doing. Not only that, it's the only way you're going to stay in business so that you can continue to stay, to change lives. Like you can't stay in business then you're going to have to go get a job that you don't want instead of helping the people that you're here to serve. That's right. Like we get to charge money. It is what it is. Like, get over it. We get to charge money for this stuff. So let's talk about how to ask for money. Because no matter what we talk about here, there's still going to be the, the smart woman. Because the women who are watching this are very intelligent. They just need tools. So that's the whole intention of this, is to create tools to help them lead to their next action plan. So how do we ask for the sale or the offer? You know, I always try to position myself. I was in network marketing and I think that really helped me get practice in sales conversations. Uh -huh. I always try to position myself more as the consultant. So uh, instead of just coming at someone like with, you know, I see people do this in network marketing all the time, um, like Beachbody or Isogenics or lipstick or whatever the product is, you're coming at people like trying to just shove it in their face and they may or may not need the product. So instead of going at them with like, buy my lipstick or buy my protein shake, I'm going to have a conversation with a person and see what really matters to them in their lives. Mm -hmm. If they are trying to eat healthier and they're busy and they just don't have a lot of time to cook, I'd say, well, I have this product that may work for you. I would suggest trying it out for 90 days and seeing if you could replace one shake a day if you're, you're too busy. Finding ways that it actually fits and makes sense in their lives. Because if it doesn't, then you're, you're just going, you're barking up the wrong tree, right? It's like you're trying to sell a wig to, uh, to like somebody who's got a bunch of hair. I don't know. You need to make sure that it actually fits. So that's one thing is that your product isn't going to fit for everyone. So you shouldn't be trying to sell to everyone. You do need to get to know your customer and know what they need um, if you're not talking to them one-on-one -on -one in your marketing messaging, knowing that your person needs what you have and showing them why your solution fits for them. So oh. that it doesn't feel as much like a sale. They're getting the information and realizing I do need this. This makes sense to me. Uh -huh. um, same thing with network marketing. There's usually a business attached. So maybe the product isn't for them but they're looking for a side hustle, some way to make extra money, to make money for a trip for their vacation in the summertime. So you're able to take what they tell you and say, well, I understand that you don't really need this product, but I do understand that you're looking for extra money to send your child to summer camp this, and there's, here's a way you can do that. So positioning yourself as a consultant and listening or just really deeply knowing your avatar and positioning your product or service as the solution where it just makes the next logical step to be to buy. And then you don't feel like you're like that sleazy car salesman who's trying to like slip one under you. And I think that's the problem. I think a lot of times we think 
that we're being that way. But I'd say 95 plus percent of the time, most of the women I know in trying to be an entrepreneur are not that way. I think because we're so hyper aware of it, we're not that way. Um, but just knowing that if you have the solution, it's your obligation to try to tell someone you have the solution and you are the person they need to come to. Yeah. I mean, what I'm really hearing you say is you're not attached whether they come in or not. No. It's no. like, you know, because, you know, as entrepreneurs or as women in corporate or wherever you're at, you know, we get in these different cycles and stages of our lives. And some of you are in a sales cycle right now. Maybe you're trying to sell an event or a book or, you know, you're, you're in a cycle of some sort. You're trying to bring in revenue. And, um, you know, you're getting on these calls. And, you know, I had a, a call with one of my clients this morning and she's like, no one's buying. I'm like, well, are you serving people? Are you loving on people? I mean, when I schedule my sales cycle calls, they're called no place to get calls. I'm not attached to whether they come on or not. Right. I mean, yeah, I think too, just like that with the not being attached kind of in the consultant role, I'd say if I have someone on the phone and they're, let's say they applied for my mastermind, I get them on not to try to sell them on my mastermind, but for me, I'm trying to see if they're the right fit for me and I'm the right fit for them. And yeah. so if you can switch your mindset around that of sometimes you can go, I actually don't want you in this because you're not a good fit for it. If you can even tell them that and say, you know what? I actually think you'd be a better fit for this person. Uh -huh. Then they trust you even more. And later down the road, if they have something um, you're going, you have to offer, they'll buy it because you told them the truth. Like, Hey, I can't actually serve you the way you need to be served right now. You'd be better off with this person or this product instead. And maybe when you finish that, you can come back to me. Turning people away is actually a service. It feels like you're losing out on that sale, but you're really not because they weren't going to be the right person anyway. That's going to be the person that's complaining, that wants a refund. That's not going to give you a good testimonial. So if you can switch your mindset of like, I'm actually, um, picking you as much as you're picking me. And we're actually seeing if this is a good fit for each other. Even in your writing messaging, like your messaging on your sales pages, if you're not talking to the person, telling people who it's not for so the right person comes to you instead of showing up and going, this actually wasn't for me. You're not trying to get everyone. You're trying to get the right person for the problem you're solving. Yeah. Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> so, you know, I keep hearing you say, you know, story, story, story. I, I just, you know... And I think you're catching me on a morning where, it, I don't know, someone's told me Mercury's in retrograde, so all of my clients are like tapped into this energy of Mercury. I don't know anything about that. I'm just saying, you know, they're, they're telling me they're tapped into this energy, and okay, that's fine, but they've got a story. Yeah. around everything, you know, your money, your story around money, your story around your work, how busy you are. I love it if you could hack this for us. And let's talk about the story and like rewriting your story and maybe forgetting it a little bit and like not being so attached to your story and being a victim. I have been the last two years really talking about rewriting stories because I started as a personal trainer. Um, I worked with a lot of weight loss clients. It was kind of around the time Biggest Loser was around and I kind of wanted to be like the next Jillian Michaels. So I worked with a lot of clients who needed to lose 50 to 100 pounds. So they came in with a big story of, I can never lose weight. I've tried every single diet. Um, my whole family, I have genetics against me. And I realized I trained hundreds of clients, if not thousands over the my career. And I would have clients who made who got massive results, lost a hundred pounds in like eight months. And then I had clients who couldn't lose five pounds when we're working together for two years. And I'm going, 
okay, what is the deal here? I'm giving them virtually the same type of programming, the same type of workouts, the same kind of meal plans, and yet one is having massive results and one's not having results. And ultimately it came down to the beliefs that they had, whether they could do it or not, um, whether they were able, whether they had support. And it really was just, beliefs are just like the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we don't really know what those are. And often it goes back to childhood. It's something that stems from somebody, somebody said something to you in seventh grade and that stuck with you forever. Or your parents were like, honey, you know, you're just going to be fat like us. And that just got stuck in your mind. You're like, well, I'm just going to be like my parents. But we have to really be aware of what our inner dialogue is and what's going on and what are we actually telling ourselves. And the way I do it is I say, first, you need to look at what is actually manifesting or not manifesting. So let's say you want to have, you know, six figure business and right now you're in massive debt. So there's a disconnect there, right? Like you want something, but you're getting the opposite result. So the thing that you want, you have to ask yourself, why are you telling yourself you can't have it? Often we're like scrolling social media and maybe we'll see somebody successful and go, well, she's really skinny and I'm not. So as soon as I lose all the weight, then I'll be more successful. Or she has it because her husband has a lot of money and he invested in her business and my husband does it. Like we make up stories about other people to give ourselves the excuse why we're not having the success Mm -hmm. we want. So we really have to dig deep and go, what am I actually telling myself about why I can't have what I want? And then the next part of that is asking, is it true? Mm-hmm. And I get this from Dr. Wayne Dyer. There was a CD set called Excuses Be Gone. And his, his like system of it was so brilliant. I can't even like duplicate it. But ultimately he says, ask yourself, is it true? And then can you be 100% certain that it's true? So let's just say I'm looking at you. I'm like, well, you're so pretty. And that's why you've gotten everything you want. Like, okay, is it true that only pretty people have gotten everything they want? Can we look and see that there's anybody who's not attractive getting the things they want. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's not 100% true that that's the reason. And so we have to like actually look at our thoughts and see what's actually true and not and kind of flip the script and decide to think to choose a thought that gets you closer to where you want to be. So it really is about just being aware and then kind of switching your inner dialogue until you can create a belief that it can happen for you. Because as long as you don't actually believe that you can have what you want, you will consistently self-sabotage and you will consistently make excuses and you'll never get to the next place in your business, in your relationships, in your body, any of those things. Tell me what you think about this because that's, that's true. I mean, and it's true for everyone. Everyone yep. has their story. I have my story. You have your story. Um, the, one of the key elements for me is that I've really been able to forgive myself. Yeah. Yes. You know, and say, yeah, do I have that story? And can I go into that story at any moment and yep. make people feel sorry for me and victimize myself and, you know, totally ruin my day because of my circumstances? Absolutely. I can go there like so fast. Yeah. And even when I do, like I do, I go into that story, Danny, and then I'm like, what am I doing here? And I don't beat myself up because I'm in that story. I love myself. I'm like, oh, girlfriend, look at you over here victimizing yourself again. Yep, yep, totally. Don't worry about it. Now is now. Let's go. Yeah, you know what, too? The thing is, is that we have, sometimes we have the main 
the big story, right? Like there might've been a big trauma that happened or maybe you got a divorce and you're a single mom and that's why you're not single. We might have a big story, but then we also have a lot of little teeny ones that pop up all the time. So this is constant work. And I really believe in doing personal development all the time. I think honestly, being an entrepreneur is the biggest personal development roller coaster you can ever take because it challenges you in so many ways in your worth and how you show up and being able to be bold in your confidence, but also, um, I don't know, therapy, uh, hypnotherapy, different kinds of love hypnotherapy. So do I, I found so many things that I was holding onto that I just didn't even realize that were playing out in my life that came from so long ago that didn't serve me anymore. And I think that there are so many tools that you can use. Um, we were just talking about before we got on ayahuasca, I just did this crazy ayahuasca ceremony. And I learned, even in that setting, I learned so many things that were kind of holding me back over the last couple of years. And I consider myself to really work hard on myself. I'm constantly digging in. I'm constantly like asking friends for feedback and I'm constantly trying to grow. That doesn't mean I still don't have my shit that pops up all the time. Yeah. We all have our shit and you know, <laughs> we do. We do. And I, you know, I love that you're like telling these women, and this is what I'm hearing. She's telling you if you're an entrepreneur, which I'm, I'm assuming you are, if you're here, and if not, you're doing something big in your life and self-development is not like number one on your list of things to do. You've got to dig in. And this is where I get a lot of my clients, Danny, and maybe you can coach me on this, is um, I get a lot of them, I call it that when they're itching from the inside out, like they're burning, your burning desire, it, it's there and it goes out and it comes and it goes. And then it comes to a point in your life where it's like heading, it's like a pimple, right? It's white yeah. and it has to pop, yeah. right? And so that's when I get a lot of my clients and they also have you know money issues at that point in time and I'm just like hey girlfriend I get it this is gonna cost money for sure and you need to go and find some money but how yeah, don't worry about yeah. the how set the intention and here's what Danny Day has that I'm hoping was gonna help help me help my clients now what is it called here I wrote it down the find the money project find the money project yeah okay. gosh you know what so, so I'm gonna drop the link down here because is that free or is that something you're trying yes. to yeah, no, it's free. There's a program at the end of it, but honestly, like the program itself, um, I had a free challenge. I started this in 2015. So kind of backstory, my husband and I lost our home in 2012. Um, long story short, super broke, lost everything, lost our home, gave up our cars. I was so depressed. I was starting a business with my girlfriend. She backed out. And so I'm sitting in this apartment. My husband got a new job for $30,000 a year. We did not, we were struggling because we had debt. We came to a new town. I'm starting an online business. I really have nothing to invest. And I was just Google. I literally was Googling how to win a car. And I was entering all these contests because I didn't even have a freaking vehicle to go train clients in this new town if I wanted to because our car broke down. So I was like, how do I get on Ellen and win a car? And I'm entering all these stupid contests because I'm thinking, I don't even know how to make more money right now. This is like my ideas, enter a million contests. And I came across this woman for some reason, while I'm Googling contests, I also decided to Google my own name. And I found this woman named Danny Johnson and she spells it different than me, but I found her on Facebook and I was like, who's this chick who has more fans than me and has my name. So I started following her and she had a book that I read called first steps to success or first steps to wealth. I started shifting my mindset around money after reading that book. And I give her so much credit for that, but there were things that I believed that I had to have more money in order to get out of my situation, out of debt. And she said, most people make more money today than, 
let's just be honest, like raise your hand if you make more money today than you did in college, but also raise your hand if you have more debt today than before you were in college. Most people who make more money also have more debt. So it's not about making more money because the more we make, the more we spend. And it really is about being faithful with the little things, being faithful with what you have and you will not be given more or make more until you're actually faithful with the money that you were given. Mm -hmm. So this was a big shift for me. And I just started this mantra, be faithful with the little things, faithful with the little things. And my husband and I just started taking care of that $35,000 instead of complaining like, Oh, all we make is 2,500 a month. Let's be really faithful with that 2,500. And that year, the year before we made $19,000 the following year, we made 160,000. Like it was just this exponential jump. And we gave away to charities more than $20,000 in the second year. And so it's really just a shift. And the reason I believe we made more was because we started being faithful with the little things. Mm -hmm. And I started to get new ideas on how to serve my clients. I started to be, I started to just bootstrap stuff and figure it out. And sometimes we get mad because we're like, well, I can't afford that. I can't afford this equipment and I can't afford what she has and I can't afford an assistant. Dude, I bootstrapped everything and I figured it out and it made me stronger for it. But ultimately you actually have enough money right now. You actually have enough money right now. Find the Money Project is about showing you how you do right now, how you're not, how you're mismanaging what you do have and how to find more. And most people in the 14 days, the average person found $1,800 in two weeks. Wow. And it's freaking unbelievable. Wow. People who found $10,000 in two weeks, I have had people find about 300. Most people find 500 easy. Average 1,800. And I was doing surveys all along the way. So that's like data from people who did the program and entered in their information of what they found. Can I, yeah, that is, that is, that is just, that, this is probably the most valuable product that you're going to see on this whole series. Like right it's now. So good. You know, like it's my favorite thing. Um, so I, and I'll tell you just like transparency, the 14 day I used to give away totally for free. Kind of what I said earlier. I feel like a lot of people weren't valuing it as much. So I made it down to seven days. The seven days is free. You go to findthemoneyproject.com. Seven days is free. But there's a chance for you to do the 14-day, and it's $14. So $1 a day. Like, if you can't pay the $14, fine. You still get the seven days free, and you'll still get a lot of it. The 14-day program was the one that everyone was getting $1,800 or more out of. And it's just, there's a lot in there. But I, I think you should start, start taking a percentage. I This is so funny. I actually, when I was in Rhythmia doing ayahuasca, uh, I got this like download that I needed to start giving away my stuff for free. Like I have a program attached to the end if you want to keep going with the money mindset. And it was 297. I kind of retired it and gave it away for 197 in November. And I started to think instead, I'm actually going to offer it for free and let people give a percentage of like, I talk about giving 10% to charities or to wherever you feel called. And I continue to do that. I feel like it's, it's one of the principles and find the money project is giving. And I thought maybe I'll just say you can donate whatever you want. Suggested donation is 10% of what you find. So if you find $300, you give me 30. If you find $1,800, you give me 180, whatever. But, um, I haven't, set that up yet because I'm not really sure how to do it on the back end, but it's an idea I, I've been having. Oh my gosh, your VA will totally know how to do that. That's so cool. <laughs> so, like, or set up five charities that you love and let them contribute it themselves so that it's like a whole energy thing of them outsourcing and outpouring as well. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. I love so, that. 
Yeah, cool. Oh, Danny J, you're so great. I could talk to you all day. I really want to value your time here. So I want to switch the flip massively because some of the women who are on this program or watching this right now are divorced. Yes. And or are thinking about getting divorced or maybe you're in a happy relationship and now you just get to take this information in and help somebody else with this yeah. information. Yeah. How did you get through your divorce? I mean, it was big. It was huge for you. Yeah. I was in one of those marriages that honestly was, to me, was perfect. Like mm -hmm. I was married to my best friend. We worked together. We laughed together. We had the best time. The year before it happened, we traveled in an RV around the country and just had one of the best times of our lives. And um, that last year, we ended up moving in with my grandmother, becoming her caretaker. And my ex-husband had some personal family things going on and some stuff that I think he hadn't dealt with from his past, his mother dying and a lot of just his own stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, what happened was the last few months, I, f well, basically rug pulled out from under me completely out of the blue, completely blindsided, found out he was having an affair mm -hmm. and it had been lasting about two and a half, three months. It was relatively early. Um, ironically, while it was happening, I was having lunch with one of my girlfriends in California and her husband had an affair and she had just left the marriage and we were having this conversation and I said, you know what? I know the one thing that Nate would never have an affair because he's too loyal and he's a bad liar. And as I was having that lunch, like he was having it at the time, but the irony was that he was a bad liar and that's how I figured it out. And he was really torn because I really believe that he did love me and love this other person. But because of that happening, um, I was embarrassed. You know, I remember seeing people on social media where I knew that they had a bad marriage and they like, you know, they post these, these posts, like everything was perfect and shiny. And I was like, Oh my God, am I that person now? Are people going to think that I've been faking it because nothing had ever been fake for me. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to just hide. I had started putting him on my social media. In fact, my find the money project course called find the money project next level. He's in it with me. Um, our story that I shared was all about us getting out of debt and, so for me, it took this, I mean, it was a huge hit for my identity, for my business, for me personally, just the betrayal. And I honestly spent a lot of time just crying. Um, I ended up moving out to LA and I took a lot of time, just self-care. I went out to the beach for like two hours every day and I just, I cried and I meditated and I prayed and I just, I didn't know what to do. Honestly, I had a lot of questions, no answers. Um, didn't know if I should get a divorce or stay together. We weren't really talking. Um, there was just a lot of turmoil. And ultimately, it just was, it took time, you know? And one thing I want to say to anyone going through it or who has gone through it is there's a grief period. I think that we're pretty flippant about divorce in this society. I used to hear about it and like, okay, big deal. Everyone gets divorced. Not me, of course, but everyone else does. And you always think that you're, it's not going to happen to you. And when it does, it's, it's blindsiding and it's devastating. And I felt like I lost my best friend. Um, he was part of my business. So I didn't know what I should do about, you know, making money. Like, is he going to get half of it if we're not together? There was just a lot, a lot. And I got therapy. Um, I started working with somebody. Um, I have really great friends. I'll be honest. I drank more than I ever drank before. <laughs> There's times that you just want to zone out and like, numb the feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately it was feeling the feelings and making sure that I allowed myself to go through it. And then 
starting to talk about it and release the shame. I think a big piece was I was so embarrassed. I didn't want anyone to know. I finally remember emailing my list. Maybe, I guess it was probably right after we finally decided on the divorce. And I was so terrified of the judgment. And I thought I was going to be unrelatable because I figured all my people are married and people relate to the fact that we have that. And so I, again, stories you tell yourself, I thought, okay, my business isn't going to work anymore because I'm unrelatable. And ultimately, no matter what you go through, even if somebody hasn't gone through the divor- a divorce, someone else can relate to feelings of loss or of grief or of something not working out or being disappointed or having an expectation that didn't work for them. And so I think it's important to share, um, not necessarily in the moment. I didn't need to share like the video I put up of me crying. I didn't share that right away. I shared it now two and a half years later, now that I've been able to process it and talk about it. Um, but I think for going through something big and if it's parents dying or a miscarriage or anything like that, like a big loss is knowing that you need to take some time to grieve and be okay with that. I think that we have a business and we're like, we have to just keep on a strong front and you might need to in front of your clients and customers, but you do need to carve out some time to just let yourself fall apart and not judge it and be okay with it and know that it's not going to be forever. And that time really does heal. And the other piece for me was to constantly just ask, what is the lesson I need to learn? What is teaching me? And I got so many lessons out of it. And what was my part in it, right? Like there are two people in a marriage. Yes, he did what he did, but why didn't I feel safe enough for him to come to me and tell me what he was going through? Um, There's just a lot of pieces. And so I had to work on my part in it and I could only really control how I reacted out of the situation. And I think for anyone, it's just that like giving yourself time to grieve. I don't know how that looks for everyone. Not everybody could go to the beach for two hours a day. Um, But maybe if you have children, like asking family members to take them so you can just be alone with yourself or maybe if you lost, you've lost someone through death. I know a lot of my friends are getting to a place where they're losing their parents mm-hmm. and um, you, you just have to take time for that because it will come up and come out somehow. And it may not come out in a way that you want it to. It may come out in some really bad health issues. And so if you can allow yourself that now, it's going to, you'll get through it faster than if you're, if you push it down and stuff it away. Mm-hmm. Abundance. And this is what I, you know, this is what I constantly am talking about is that abundance is in our brokenness, you know, not when we're flying high. Um, so I love that share that vulnerability share. That's thank you so much for sharing that Danny. And, you know, I'm curious when you sent that email out to your people, yeah, what happened to your business? <sighs> yeah. So crazy. It's like every time that I have sent the email that I didn't want to send (laughs) or wrote the post I didn't want to post, like I posted about depression last year. That was a struggle for me. I posted about my divorce. It was almost as if my people that have been with me wrapped me up even tighter, wanted to support me even more, wanted to buy the things that I was putting out even more. It didn't hurt my business in any way. In fact, if anything, it's made, it's made people trust me more. It's made people like me more. I've had people write to me that were like, they feel like I'm more relatable and it sucks. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want to be more relatable because I've, my life is falling apart. But the truth is, is nobody's life is perfect. And we actually don't want to, we don't really like people who have that perfect. Like you look at the Kardashians, so many people hate them because they feel like they have it all. It's unless they're showing that they have vulnerability or they're 
they get hurt, then we're like, okay, maybe they're real people. Yeah. So so fascinating to try to like be the professional and have it all together, but nobody actually wants you to have it all together. So when you show that you've got some chips, chinks in the armor, it like, it makes your business actually thrive more. And I would never say I'm using it as a tactic. Like there's, I wouldn't like come up with, you know, go, don't go divorcing your spouse because you want to make more money or like, you know, make up some story. But when things happen, let us see it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, talk about it and talk about the lessons. I would say this is important too. I only share because it was relevant to the lessons that I could share with my audience. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things in my life that, you know, that have happened that maybe aren't really relevant to what my audience is purchasing or buying. But there are lessons if you ask in any situation, if you can try to find the lesson and share that, it makes a huge difference in the trust level and how people feel about you and how people feel about your brand. Yeah, 100%. So you have a book coming out. Um, can we get a pre-order link maybe? Or yes. we, so won't, we, have, we won't. Yeah. There's actually, gosh, I'm hoping to get two books out this year. Um, one from Find the Money Project that's been literally, it's, I started it the year I got divorced. And then once that happened, like literally everything just fell apart. But it's called Lose the Clutter, Lose the Pounds, Find the Money. And it's really about abundance and being able to, it's so funny how much our like lack mindset turns into food issues, turned into like your car being a mess and your bank account being a mess. Like it's so tied in. That will be later on in the year, but my podcast partner, I have a podcast called the best life podcast. Jill and I have a new program called the happiness diet and it is purely it's, it's mindset. It's about learning how to make your own choices. It's about how to not be a victim. It's about how to own, own your choices and take responsibility and move forward and so there is a program at thehappinessdiet.com and then the book is coming out and you'll have access to that with a coupon link as well when the book is out and released. Amazing. We will drop all those links down here for you guys. Danny, have an amazing trip where you are. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy yourself. Thank you so much. And I know the women watching this are wanting to thank you too. So I'm going to thank you for them. This has been a beautiful interview and I'm just really grateful for you. Thank you so much. Okay, we will see you soon. Have an awesome day. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to The Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.